Hey, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Bible Study Live with Matt. I'm Matt, and uh, today we're going to study the Bible Live. And today, what I want to dig into is just this little section in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. And we're going to talk about the new outfit we get when we become followers of Jesus. So, let's get started. Hey, thanks for joining me this morning in Bible Study Live. Uh, as always, the whole idea behind Bible Study Live is to create conversation without condemnation. Look, we're not going to agree on everything, but what we won't do is argue about it. And the other thing is, uh, I'm a person just like you. So uh, I don't think that I have everything figured out, which is part of why I'm studying my Bible daily. Um, but sometimes I won't get everything right. So I would encourage you, based on you know what you tune in and what I wrestle with here, get in your Bible, wrestle with it, spend time in prayer, and ask God to reveal things to you. Uh, and look at all different perspectives, and then pray and ask God to lead you what, to what is right. Uh, today, we're going to dig into the book of Colossians a little bit, um, which this is a, a letter that Paul wrote to to the, the church in, in Colossians. Uh, I won't even say it right. But to the Colossians. Uh, so Paul writes this letter, and there's a section of the letter that we're going to talk about Today, um, where Paul is exhorting them, as the header in the Bible that they put in there says, to unity and love. Now, here's the deal. Whatever translation you're reading from, this, it, it's going to be telling the same story, as long as it's actually you know, a biblical translation, not like the one that Jehovah's Witnesses use or the Mormons use, um, where they've altered and added stuff. But um, this letter will be, you know, whether you're reading the NASB, NIV, NLT, The Message, the NET, ESV, King James, New King James, uh, they're all going to be saying the same thing. So we're not going to get hemmed up in that, but what we do want to do is look at the story. Now, a couple things here that I want to point out as I try to remember to do each time. Headers like this were not in the original scripts, scrolls, writings. Uh, neither were these little verse and chapter markers. These are for our reference so that we, uh, A, the translators give us an idea what they believe that this section really encompasses, and B, so that we can use reference points to track things down. So that's what those are for. That being said, let's dig into the word. So Paul says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with, clothe yourselves with. So what does it mean to clothe your clothe yourself? It means to put on clothe. What you know? What before we even go further? What is clothing for? Right? It's you put on clothes so people see that rather than seeing you underneath your naked body. Right? So we put on clothing to cover up us, and then people see what we've covered ourselves with. So when I read this, what I hear right out of the gate is Paul saying, "Look, cover up you." Like, it's not you that should be reflected. When people see you, they should be seeing what? The reflection of Messiah, Jesus, the Christ. That's what they should be seeing. So what what would they see if we clothe ourselves in this? They would. He says, clothe, clothe, ah, no. <laughs> uh, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Oh, that's the message. I love the message version. Uh, but I had it on the NET, so I'm going to stick with that. Uh just because that's what I started. Okay. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. 
let's just see why is there a footnote on forgiving translation forgiving to means bearing forgiving expressed by means of the action clothe yourself and be carried out okay so what this is saying is the way that you carry out clothing yourself in this is by doing this by bearing with one another okay so clothe yourself in mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience how do we do that number one by bearing with one another and forgiving one another if someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else just as the lord has forgiven you so you also forgive others and to all these virtues add love which is the perfect bond let the peace of christ be in control of your heart you were in fact called as one body to this peace and be thankful let the word of christ christ dwell in you richly teaching and exhorting one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, all with grace in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. I'm going to flip it to the message because I want to share that with you guys. I think that the message says this really beautifully as well. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. How do we do that? Here's how. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you, and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this is going off, none of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ the message, have run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. So what are the keys to this as we go through? What are the keys to what Paul's saying in this letter? At least what do I believe the keys are? Number one, he starts this, this section by saying so chosen by god for this new life of love in the message he says it that way uh, in the net what he starts by saying is this therefore as the elect of god holy and dearly loved okay he starts out by saying because of who you are because you are loved by god because you are chosen by god for this life of love because of because of who jesus knew you would be you are to do this I think that's so powerful because Paul doesn't start by saying, listen, you're a mess and you need to change. A lot of times, and there's a, don't get me wrong, there's a time in our lives where we need to hear that sometimes, isn't there? Sometimes we need somebody to say to us, listen, what you're doing, how you're living, it's not okay. But Paul didn't start this section with that. What Paul says here is, hey, you, chosen by God, holy, dearly loved, he reminds them, you are loved by God. You are chosen by God. He loves you. I love that that's how Paul starts this section. It's like, as a reminder, because you are loved so much, you need to respond in this way with your life. You need to cover yourself, clothe yourself. You need to be a walking billboard for mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. I don't know about you guys, but man, I struggle with that, especially when people hurt me, especially when people wrong me, especially when people say things about me that aren't true. I, I get so frustrated. 
And uh, <clears throat> if I'm honest, I just want to lash out. That's that's what I want to do, right? But the reality is, if I want to be a representative for the kingdom of God, if I want to represent Jesus well, I've got to cover up me. I've got to cover up what I want. I've got to cover what I desire to do with the things that Jesus desires for me to do in my life. I've got to cover myself up with a heart of mercy. And that's a hard one. I've got to be kind. I've got to be humble. I've got to be gentle. i got to have patience with people. And here's the thing. On my own, I can't do that. I know I can't. But the moment that I made the commitment to follow Jesus, God's Holy Spirit came to live inside me, helping me do the things that I can't do on my own. And you know what's great? That when you give your life to Jesus, when you make that commitment, God's Holy Spirit comes to live in you too. And I think as Paul wrote this, this is a group of people that understood the life change that Paul experienced, right? He went from killing Christians to preaching the gospel to the Gentile world, to bringing that to the Gentiles. Paul went from being a murderer of God's people to one of the loudest voices for the kingdom of God. One of the most powerful voices for the kingdom of God. There are a couple things that tells me, number one, no matter how much we've messed up, no matter how far gone we think we are, we're never too far for God's love to reach us. Number two, it tells me that because we're never too far for God's love to reach us, we got to stop thinking other people are too far. we got to stop thinking that other people are too far gone. Because if we weren't too far gone, if Paul wasn't too far gone, and those people that are driving you and I crazy with their hypocrisy, with their virtue signaling, with their lies, with their attacks, they're not too far gone either. See, while we were still his enemies, the scriptures say in Romans, while we were still his enemies, while we were helpless, God loved us. And he sent Jesus to die for us. And it wasn't just you and I who have accepted it. He sent Jesus for those who haven't yet accepted him. He sent Jesus to redeem them and restore them as well. And I love this because Paul says in verse 14, and to all these virtues add love, which is the perfect bond. I love that because it paints a picture that if you want kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, if you want to be able to bear with one another and forgive one another, and when somebody has a complaint against you, if you want to be able to forgive them the way God forgave you, we need love because that's the glue that holds all of this together. You know, it's hard to forgive. It's hard to bear with somebody who's just being wretched. But you know what's easy? Well, easier. Instead of focusing on how I've got to forgive this negative thing, maybe it is easier to just say, I'm going to choose to do this loving thing. Maybe. Maybe it's easier. I don't know. But I think that's what Paul's trying to paint a picture of here. Hey, you know the best way to do this? Love is the glue that will hold all this. It will make it all stick to you. If you want kindness, humility, gentleness, patience to stick to you, love is the glue that's going to make it stick. If you want the peace of Christ to be in control of your heart, love is the glue that will make it stick. Maybe that's why when asked the most important commandment, Jesus said, well, first, let's love God with your whole heart, with everything you've got. And the second, which is close, is to love your neighbor 
much as you love yourself. See, I love myself enough to accept God's forgiveness. And apparently, I'm supposed to look at my neighbor and love them enough to believe that God wants to forgive and redeem them too. Hmm. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I don't know about y'all, but this is one that I needed to wrestle with today. I just, I needed to be reminded that God loves and forgives me. And that I need to step up, do the same. Even though, if I'm being honest, I don't want to. But I think that's what shows the difference Yeah, I think that's what shows the world the difference between those who are following Jesus and those who are religious. See, as our pastor down here says, religion is about God without God, right? There are rituals and routines and things that some people sincerely do, by the way. But religion as a whole is about a system, whereas following Jesus is about recognizing that the creator of the universe saw enough value in you and I that he sent his son to redeem and restore us through his sacrifice, through his death on that cross. I think the difference is that people who are truly following Jesus, we, if we're truly doing it, I think that we owe it to God and to others to acknowledge the fact that we don't always want to. We don't always want to do the right thing. That's the sin nature in us. Even though we've been made new, the enemy still is fighting to try and win us over to his side, which, by the way, is a losing team. Nobody wants to be a loser, so don't choose the enemy. Uh, But he wants so bad to convince you and I that his way is a better way. The way of revenge and retribution is the better way. He wants so bad to convince us that when somebody is attacking you, you're supposed to just attack back. Now, I know the scriptures say there's a time for war and a time for peace, but let's look at text in context. When Jesus came, what did he say? He said, look, do radical things that are going to make you stand out from the people in this world. And when you do, it's going to make people say, why are you living like that? Why would you forgive this person who's burned you? Why would you offer help to this person that you know is is not a, a good human being. Why would you help them? Well, because God helped me when, frankly, I wasn't a good human being. I think, maybe just maybe, that's what Paul wants us to get. Love is the glue that makes the other stuff stick. First, we've got to accept the love that God has given us. If we don't accept that, How could we possibly love others well? First, we accept that love and let that stick to us. Because if we do, as Paul says, love is the bond that holds it all together. We accept God's love for us. Gentleness. If we really accept it, then the gentleness, the humility, the kindness, it's all going to stick too. And in the tough moments where we feel like we just don't want to walk, walk that's where we just look to the holy spirit to guide us and by the way 
Look to your brothers and sisters in faith. That's what we're all supposed to be here for. We are the church. We don't go to church. There, that's it. That's Bible study live today. Listen, love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. See you tomorrow. Wherever you're at in your journey, you're just one moment away from walking a little closer with Jesus. Make today that day. If you haven't, make it that day. If you have, but you say, you know what? I need to step back up. I need to recommit myself. Step up. Recommit yourself. It's not too late. God forgave you a long time ago. It's never too late to start living the abundant life that Jesus said he wanted to bring in John 10.10. 10. If you don't know it, go read it. Thanks again for tuning in. Love y'all. Appreciate you. Go out there and make your day, and hopefully somebody else's. Amazing. See you tomorrow. Ooh, ah.